Welcome to all the Star Trek and Sci-Fi fans out there. Hello again, everyone. This is Treks in Sci-Fi, show number 63 for July the 9th, 2006. I think this show is going to go a little long this week because we've got a lot to cover, so let's get to it. To boldly go where no one has gone before. Well, welcome back to Treks in Sci-Fi, all you listeners out there, and welcome to any new people just tuning in for the first time. This is your host for the show, Rico, and this is your Sci-Fi, Star Trek, Star Wars, etc. podcast. This week we've got a lot to cover. I've, I've mentioned it on previous shows, but I'm going uh, out of the country, actually, for a couple of weeks to Taiwan. So the, the shows will be either sporadic or even non-existent for the next two weeks, so... Uh, I'll miss one weekend, probably. But I am attempting, or going to attempt to maybe record a few things and post them when I'm overseas. So we'll see how that all works out. But uh, as far as a formal show where I review episodes and things like that, this will be the the last one, at least for two weeks, until the weekend of like July 21st, 20, 22nd, 23rd, when I get back. A few other uh, general announcements before we get into the uh, the main part of the show. Uh, first one I wanted to mention at the main website at treksinsci-fi.com or just treksf.com. I uh, added yesterday a PayPal link to the uh, main page. And, and, of course, for most people who are familiar with what PayPal is, they listen to podcasts, I think you're up on these things. But it's basically an online uh, money transfer service that a lot of people use, especially for things like eBay and that. And a lot of podcasters have been using this in order to raise a little funds and get some donations in to pay for microphones and mixers and other uh, things that they use in their in their uh, creating podcasts, bandwidth for the website, and so forth, which is, which is exactly what I've uh, put this link up for uh, on my site. Uh, you know, these, I, I'm not going to talk about this for too long, but basically I'm just saying, hey, if you got a, extra five or ten dollars you don't need and and you feel like uh, you really enjoy the show and, and you feel like donating and you you do use PayPal go to the uh, website and I'd, I'd really appreciate it I just want to make it clear that that these uh, donations will of course all be put into the podcast and as far as I am trying at some point in the future going to upgrade my website host and get to a better one and also I want to buy another microphone someday and, and things like that. So it's and then of course I've bought a lot of things in the past to try to kind of compensate uh, for that. But anyway, uh, make long story short, uh, completely up to you, the listeners. If you feel like doing it, fine, that's great. And I'm also eventually going to use this PayPal service for um, when I get some T-shirts finished up for the show. I've got a few few ideas for designs in that, and been working on it for a while. I think I've mentioned it a few times in the past, but. Uh, when I get back from my overseas trip, I'm going to get that tackled, and hopefully by the end of, uh, well, definitely by the end of summer, probably in August, I'll uh, I'll have something finalized in that. So, uh, like I said, uh, if you feel like donating, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine too. It's it's obviously completely up to you. But anything that comes in, I'd I'd greatly appreciate. In other uh, in other general news out there, I guess uh, this coming Friday, at least in the United States. Maybe Canada also, I'm not really sure, but the Sci-Fi Channel will be starting up uh, the next seasons of both uh, Stargate SG-1 and Stargate Atlantis, which is uh, which is great news. I'll be out of the country, unfortunately, when these start. I mean, come on, they didn't ask me. I'm like, come on, guys. But uh, it's, uh, it's really good. I'm glad they're coming back. I, I really enjoy both these shows. I, I really uh, think they do a great job with them, and, and they both last season which ended several months ago, ended in, in cliffhangers. So it's it's going to be good to see what happens and how they resolve the things that they set up. So look for those uh, if you're in the areas 
they get the Sci-Fi Channel, and these things are going to be uh, coming on with the new seasons this uh, coming Friday night. I'm planning uh, planning on going out later this afternoon with my uh, son and, and whoever else wants to tag along to see the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I talked a little bit about this uh, on the Wednesday show this past week. I really enjoyed the first film, and uh, I think this one will be pretty good. I guess I just read online that this thing made a ton of money uh, over the weekend so far, especially the opening day. I think that counts also the midnight showings that they had on you know midnight Thursday night, which really technically I guess the money is counted on Friday. So they they made they made a real I, I guess they broke a one day record for any movie opening, even a beat Star Wars from last year. So that's uh, well good for them. You know I think the first movie was pretty good. Uh, I also think they got a lot of people going uh, to these midnight shows, especially the fact that it's summertime right now and a lot of people kids and things are out of school and that so. So uh, at some time in the future, I'll report back on, on what I uh, what I think about the the sequel. I I've heard basically it's it's pretty good. If you enjoyed the first one, you should enjoy the second one. So that that's all good good times. The uh, the, the one other thing I was going to mention I, I didn't about this uh, trip that I'm taking to Taiwan. Uh, like I said, you you won't see a regular uh, show Wednesdays or, or Sundays for the next. Uh, well, at least next weekend you won't see that. But what I am trying going to do, I'm taking a laptop, a small microphone, and things to uh, with me to Taiwan. And uh, I'm hoping to do a little recording if I get a free few minutes in, in the hotel at night or over the next weekend when I'm there. It'll all depend on a lot of things, how work is going and, and how, you know, how alert I am over there after the whole time change thing. It's about a 12-hour time difference over there from where I live. But I, I'm going to try to post a few things up. There'll be like little mini casts, maybe something like that. So look for those in the feed. Uh, but that's uh, it's really depending on a lot of things. If I get the time and can get all the technical things to work out when I'm over there, not a hundred percent guaranteed you'll see something in the feed. But uh, you know, check it over the next couple of weeks. You might see something in there. And I'll definitely be back the weekend of uh, July twenty second, twenty third. Like I said with uh with a new regular show hopefully uh i'll be uh not too jet lagged out to record something for everyone and i think that's uh that's going to do it for general announcements and that let's get to a couple of emails incoming transmission captain okay this first email i'm reading here is from uh rod roderick griner i think is how you say his name roderick's from uh from the Atlanta, Georgia area. He says, Hello, I recently purchased an iPod and I love that you are doing these sci-fi related uh, podcasts. I love Star Trek specifically and despite what many are saying, I do not agree that this series needs a break. I just think we need an infusion of new thoughts. I am a 22-year-old black male and to be honest, the only one that I know that is into Trek, so I really, really appreciate what you do. I happen to enjoy all the Trek series, Enterprise and Voyager included, uh, and then uh, Roderick asks, "Do you, do I dislike do you know, myself? Do do you dislike Voyager? Because I have yet to hear a podcast related to it. Would love to hear your take on Janeway and her crew." Uh, Roderick, I, yeah, I wrote you an email back, so you probably already know my take. But just to let everyone else out there know, the main reason I haven't touched Voyager really yet is I don't have the DVDs, and I like to, of course, include audio from the from the shows. I have a lot of them on on videotape. But I don't have the DVDs of Voyager yet. I have most of Enterprise and all the other Trek series on on DVD. But I am planning on getting Voyager on DVD, hopefully sometime in the next few months. You know, by by one or two a month. They're they're relatively uh, expensive right now, and I am going to try to add those to my collection. And once I do that, I'm definitely going to tackle some of the episodes of Voyager. I I thought they did a good job. I, I really thought it was interesting when they added Seven of Nine and the whole Borg stuff. And even though a lot of people kind of say Voyager was one of the weaker series, you know, it's kind of, they all, all the series, I think, have their up and down episodes. And there's definitely out of seven seasons of Voyager, there's a lot of good stuff in there still. So, yeah, Roderick, I, uh, I do enjoy Voyager, and I will definitely be looking at that in the future. So thanks for your email. Okay, the next email. I got a few emails all about the, the new format, like that I did last week where I did the full episode commentary on Balance of Terror last weekend. And here's here's one email that relates to that. It's from uh, Jerome Charles. There, Dear Rico, thanks for the new format. I always think when I'm listening to one of your reviews, why didn't he put this in or that sound clip? 
and now the whole show is on the podcast. Absolutely sweet. Please keep it this way, as I imagine it's easier for you to do as your editing chores must be way down. Keep up the good work. I'm very thankful for what you do. It gives me a little something extra to look forward to each week. Take care. Yeah, Jerome, I, I did enjoy doing the show that way. A, a couple of things that I, I wrote you back about, uh, I am going to do that again, I think, this week with uh, the episode I'm going to look at here in a few minutes. So so hopefully that'll uh, that'll be a good thing for people. Most of the feedback that I got with that new format is, is very positive. I haven't heard anyone say that they thought it was too much or didn't like it. Uh, there's a couple of things, though. One, it's it's a bit longer and more for me as far as you know commenting on a whole episode. It does save me a little time in not having to grab specific audio clips from a show, so that does help. But the, the show, the, the podcast itself, ends up becoming a, a, a longer show because of it. And this week I'm, I'm not really concerned too much about time because I figure I'm not going to do a regular show for a couple of weeks, so... It, it doesn't bother me that this show is probably going to go long, but most of the time I like to keep the shows to about an hour, and most of the episodes of, of Trek are, you know, 45 to 50 minutes long, give or take, so that if I include a whole full episode commentary, that, that pretty much fills the show without any time for any other discussions. So it will, uh, I'm probably going to do it about, I'd say maybe 50-50 that way is what I'm thinking right now. Some shows with just clips and commentary, and some I'll just, I'll, I'll do the whole episode. So, but this week, uh, it, it does save me a little time, actually, you're right, about not having to pull out separate clips. So thanks for your uh, email, Jerome. I, I appreciate the comments. I got one more email here to talk about. It's related to the same topic, really. Uh, this is from somebody named David. Uh, number uh, Podcast 61, Rico, Balance of Terror is my favorite pod of yours so, so far. Playing the whole Trek episode while discussing it is what I think I've wanted you to do since I started listening. Are you planning on doing this every Sunday now, or maybe a couple times a month? Talking during the playing of the episode of the Trek episode didn't bother me. If you wanted to pause a very short time and comment, that wouldn't bother me either. No big deal. Just thought you might want to know this. Episode 61 was gold, captivating. Keep it up. Thanks, David. Uh, yeah, as I've already commented uh, from the other email, I am going to do that periodically it's probably not going to be every every one but maybe every other one i'll do like that uh, but thank you for your email and now uh let's uh shift gears let's get into uh this week's trek uh, episode i haven't done a, a next generation episode in a while i noticed so i'm definitely um definitely due to do one due to do one yeah okay say that five times fast but this week, we're going to be looking at the fifth season. This is from Star Trek The Next Generation's fifth season, one of the later episodes in the season. I think it was like the second to the last episode. This one's called uh, The Inner Light, or is it just Inner Light? Not sure. I think it's The Inner Light. Anyway, this is the episode basically that's set uh, in Picard's mind primarily. If everyone remembers, just to give you a quick little blurb on what the episode's about, this is the one where... The Enterprise runs into this sort of probe out in space, and then Picard's on the bridge, gets sort of knocked unconscious. And then what happens throughout this episode is Picard kind of lives a, a, an entire like lifetime or lifespan, at least from the current age that he's at. Gets married, has kids, all in the blink of uh, blink of an eye or just in a few minutes of time on the Enterprise. He's basically. Uh, infused with information from this space probe from this sort of long dead civilization and then in order for them to to let uh, you know cultures spacefaring cultures that come in contact with the probe what their what their culture and society was like they make sort of contact with with people that come by and in this case it's Picard on the bridge and this this in just a few minutes they give him a full sense of what their society was like but it also has the added thing of Picard gets to experience things a, a family and a life that he never really has had a chance to do as captain and and, a, and as a Starfleet officer on the Enterprise so I'm not going to talk too much uh, anymore but that gives you the basic idea that'll probably jog some memories out there so people will know which episode we're talking about because sometimes when you just say the title of a Trek episode, that doesn't always ring a bell, but uh, hey, so let's, uh, without any further ado, I'm going to start, I'm going to do a full audio again on this show, so I'm going to just play it in the background and comment periodically on the episode. Here we go with uh, Star Trek The Next Generation episode, The Inner Light. 
Captain's Log, Stardate 45944.1. Following a magnetic wave survey of the Parvenium system, we have detected an object which we cannot immediately identify. Magnify. Mr. Data? It appears to be a probe of some kind, but there is no Starfleet record of this shape or design. Is it scanning us? No, sir, but it has assumed a relative position and is holding course with us. It wouldn't be much of an episode if they could identify these probes, you know, right away. Not a very sophisticated technology. Sir, I'm detecting a low-level nucleonic beam coming from the probe. Shields up! Stand by, phasers! The beam is scanning the shield's perimeter. The probe is emitting an unusual particle stream. Sir, the beam is penetrating our shields. Increase speed to... Captain. It's all right. program. Cayman. Picard to Enterprise. Cayman, please don't get up. You're still not well. I asked you, what is this place? This is your home. Of course. It's pretty funny there. Picard, uh, you know, taps his chest even though he's with these weird clothes on, even trying to contact the rest of the crew. It's uh, his reactions are, are really good. You know, Patrick Stewart, I've always thought is just, even though I do like Kirk and William Shatner a lot, really in a way, Patrick Stewart as Jean Luc Picard, captain of the Enterprise in Next Generation, is is probably the pretty much perfect captain. Everyone's very loyal to him. He he listens to his crew members, and it's it's always it's always really great to watch him. He's just a great actor, and I'd love to see him on stage sometime. I know he does a lot of stage work now, especially, and of course he did the recent X Men movie and all that. But it's uh, it, he he just uh, it's just really good. You just uh, you don't get much better. I remember I saw him at a convention quite a few years back, and think i got a chance to ask him a question and and just in you know listening and watching the rest of the audience asking him questions he really is a nice guy i mean he listened to everybody's questions he answered them he he looked at them he didn't joke you know sometimes some of these people on stage they're always trying to make a you know a joke about it all the time and that's okay a little bit if that's their personality somewhat but patrick was always very very nice to everyone and would always answer their questions very, very thoroughly, as much as he possibly could. And I really uh, respected that a lot. So let's get back to the show. Yes, I see the title now. It is called The Inner Light. Am I a prisoner here? Please, dear, you've had a high fever for three days. You mustn't push yourself too quickly. It was like the outfits they wore when they were like off planet uh, in these episodes. It, uh, I don't know, it reminds Kevin? me of a little of the Logan's Run type of outfits from the movie. You really shouldn't go outside. One comment on this this episode: this thing was filmed like all on sound stages. Just about there's one tiny little scene where he's not on a sound stage. But the lighting that they do in this episode to make it appear that they're, you know, in the outside scenes are outside is just really incredible. I think uh, they do a great job of of the illusion of being outside and, and not really being outside. Captain, 
and they got a lot of shadows. Uh, it, they got the sound effects of the birds. It, it really do, do a good job with it. This sapling is planted as an affirmation of life in defiance of the drought and with expectations of long life. Whatever comes, we will keep it alive as a symbol of our survival. Cayman, you're back on your feet. How do you feel, my friend? You're in charge here. In charge. I want to be returned to my ship immediately. What ship is that? Please. Just tell me, what is this place? Where am I? The fever. One it's of the, uh, I think, uh, one of the really interesting things about this episode is, is watch and, and listen how, well, not really watch, watch sorry. Listen how Picard... Anything, my friend. Slowly, you know, goes from complete, you, you know, unacceptance of where he and where he's at and what's going on, to slowly accepting his fate and and that. I think that's one of the most fascinating things about this episode is. You say I've been ill. Is he slowly over time? Of course, years and years for him sort of pass. He slowly becomes part of the society. If you don't remember that, maybe it's safer not to go home. <laughs> and, uh, what is this place? Perhaps you should see the doctor. No, please. I'm sure it will all come back to me. This is the community of Resic, northern province. What planet? Let me take you back home. No, really, I'm, I'm quite all right. Just answer me. What planet? This is the planet Catan. Catan. Another Federation planet. I uh, think I'll... I'll just take a walk. But you've been ill for a week. The exercise will do me good. I'll... Uh, Try to reacquaint myself with the surroundings. One thing you notice in this episode is just how fit Patrick Stewart is. You know, he's not the youngest guy in the world, but he is—he's uh, pretty darn fit for somebody his age. And uh, it really showed in in a couple of the movies that he did, like First Contact. There was that one little hiking scene where they actually did film a little location shot just to give you some perspective on that he was in this small village out kind of, you know, it would be a long hike to go anywhere else. Thank goodness. I've had people out trying to find you everywhere. Why did you worry us like that? Are you hungry? Hungry, thirsty, exhausted. I suppose that proves this is not a dream, doesn't it? You think that this, your life, is a dream? This is not my life! There's a lot of uh, similarities to this episode or, or things that are reminiscent of the episode Family, which is another great Next Generation episode. It was the one set right after Picard was taken by the Borg and how much he and you're just out missed of not having the chance to have a family in that. And there's a lot of things here that he actually gets to experience that you, you could kind of see he wanted to be able to have a chance to experience sometime. delicious 
You always say that. Would you try to answer some questions for me, no matter how strange they may seem to you? Of course. Are there any other planets in this star system? Do you visit other systems? All right. Um, do you have a communication system here? How do you, how do you send messages to, um, to other communities, other, other places? The usual way, by voice transit conductor. Do you want to send a message? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, when can that be arranged? Tomorrow. She's looking at him like he's a... Uh, he's Don't you want to ask about us? Nutcase, but... Uh, of course. Um, anything you can tell me will be helpful. We, um... We, um... We're married. Three years ago. And of course, Picard's never really been married, never had a, a real super serious relationship that I can remember uh, in the in the all the episodes. So. And what do I do here in Russia? You're the best iron weaver in the community, at least I think so. You prefer playing the flute, of course. The flute? Yes. Ah, that's a key thing in this episode. When did I learn to play this? I'm afraid you never did, dear. You do keep trying. See what you mean? Well, thank you for the soup. Thank you for your help. Tomorrow, will you help me to send a message? Of course. And will you come to bed? Oh, I'll sleep here. Cayman, please come with me. Go on, Jean-Luc. I'll be tossing and turning. It wouldn't be fair to you. Let me be the judge of that. He's looking at a Damn, necklace that she's wearing. Which it, it, it the necklace is in the sick shape of the, the probe. Heart. There, for the first time, you see that uh, Picard is still back on the Enterprise. Pulse and blood pressure are normal. That he didn't. That he didn't just get transported away. You you see that he's unconscious no still. So you're kind of going, well, trauma. what's going on? Vital signs are normal, but neurotransmitter production is off the scale. What's going on? This probe is doing something to him. Anything yet, Data? No, sir. The particle emission is most unusual. I am unable to block it. We should destroy the probe. Phasers are armed and ready. I don't think that's wise. There's Worf. You know, exactly destroy it. Agreed. Stand on phases, Mr. Worf. In the meantime, take us out of range, Ensign. Thrusters only, 100 kph. Nice and easy. Aye, sir. Data? The probe is moving with us, sir. Holding relative position. It's connected itself to him. Like a tether. You've been dreaming about that starship of yours again, haven't you? Just charting the progress of the course of the sun. Now, each I time you go back to Picard, years have passed. He's a little bit older. Uh, he ages throughout this I episode. They do a great job with that in the makeup. Figure out where you are. Where that ship of yours is. How to get back to that life. You can see, still see here. He's he's still looking for the Enterprise, but he's slowly, you know, kind of going. He's five years old now. It's still inside me. Was your life there so much better than this? So much more gratifying. So much more fulfilling that you cling to it with such stubbornness. Ellie. Must have been extraordinary. But never in all the stories you've told me 
Have you mentioned anyone who loved you as I do? That's an important point. It was real. It was as real as this is. And you can't expect me to forget a lifetime spent there. Yes, I can. I've been patient, Cayman. For five years, I've shared you with that other life. I've listened. I've tried to understand. And I have waited. When do I get you back? I know. I know. It has been hard on you. When will you let go? When will you start living this life? When will we start a family? Cayman! Aileen! Good morning. Good morning, Bataille. Well, are you ready? The administrator's already arrived. Yes. You come along? No, thank you. You do very well on your own. I think it's important there to understand... Joyce was strong-minded. That, uh... Even as a child. You know, Picard's personality is to be loyal and, and, and to care about people around him. And he's, he's having a hard time with and for you, I think. dealing with her and his memories of the Enterprise. There you are, Bataille. Perhaps you can explain to me, when crops are dying all over, how this tree is flourishing. Well, this tree is our symbol. Our affirmation of life. Everyone in this town gives part of their water rations to keep it alive. We've learned, Administrator, that hope is a powerful weapon against anything, even drought. A good point. Perhaps I shall recommend a symbolic tree in each of my communities. Now, what business do we have today? But we need help if we're to increase the water supply. We think there are ways to reclaim some of our water. Bataille. You're being a bit of an alarmist. True, we are in a drought, but water rationing has produced a sizable savings. The weather pattern doesn't change. Rationing will not be enough. We'll run out of water. Who is this? Cayman, sir. Cayman! Here we go. Do I know you? Nope. I haven't spoken to you before. Well, Cayman, I'm open to all the people of this town. I'm delighted to hear what you have to say. I suggest that we build atmospheric condensers which could extract water from the air. I don't mean to quash your very creative ideas, but building atmospheric condensers would be a monumental undertaking. We could not hope to sustain such a project. Each community will be responsible for its own. Condensers could make the difference between watering our crops and watching them die. Well, I'll be glad to pass along your idea. You'll see that this kind of participatory government works for everyone. Be well, Patai. I shall see you next month. There we go. Typical politician. Sure, I'll listen to what you have to say, but I won't do anything about it. Go carefully, Administrator. That went very well. I think he was impressed with you. Yeah. There'll be no atmospheric condensers. These things take time. But it will happen, I'm sure of it. Come and have supper tonight, old friend. I'll, um... Make some vegetable stew. Let's talk about building our own condenser. Cayman, hearing you talk to the administrator, I realized that for the first time in years, you were speaking as though you were truly a member of the community. It was good to hear that again. You know, a good point there is that's just, uh, you know, Picard, partly his natural leadership and uh, his his problem with things not going the way he sees them that they need to go is coming out. You've been brooding behind that flute all evening. I'm not brooding. I'm immersed in my music. Music. <laughs> I find that it helps me to think. 
But the real surprise is, I enjoy it so much. Now, the real surprise is that you may actually be improving. Bataille. Yes, ma'am. Go home. Yes, ma'am. Good night, Cayman. Good night, my friend. It's my silly phone Go again. It won't ring for hours. I'll do a podcast and it rings. Don't forget these. I won't put them away for you again. Yes, ma'am. I've done nothing but nag all day. I'm sorry. No, I'm the one who's sorry. Everything you said this morning was absolutely correct. I feel that I have given you so little, and you have given me so much. No. You're a good man. Wonderful husband. I didn't mean... No, not such a wonderful husband. I spend my spare time charting the stars, disappear for days at a time exploring the countryside... My life is very much as it was. Old habits. You're gentle and kind. You've never once raised your voice to me. I'd like to ask your permission to build something. Cayman, you've built your telescope, your laboratory. You don't need my permission for something new. In this case, I think I do. What is it? Nursery. Really? Really? Unless, of course, if you would prefer a porch, it would certainly be much easier to build, and I could make a start on it right away. Progress identifying the probe. Maybe. So he's definitely starting to accept on the probe things shell. now, and that's a good thing for Picard, system. at least for him to Looks survive like it was there. It's a solid propellant, this fuel. Solid propellant. Sensors read this stuff as crystalline and meristal. Produces a radioactive trail. It ought to be traceable. Well, then we should be able to send out a probe of our own, trace it back to the origin. Are you right on it, Commander? I've been analyzing the nucleonic beam. I believe it would be possible to reflect the particles back toward the probe in a way that would disrupt the signal. Doctor. I simply don't know the risk of shutting down the beam. I'm not willing to let this thing keep drilling into him. If somebody gets stabbed, you don't necessarily pull the knife out right away. It might do more harm than leaving it there. The captain is under attack. We must act. I'm inclined to agree. Doctor. Monitor him closely. Mr. Data. Prepare to disrupt the beam. We're going to try to cut this cord. Yeah, it's, uh... It makes sense for them to try that. Now we're back with Picard, and, and more more time has passed. I'm not sure how long this at this point. Probably about another four or five years, I think. He's getting a lot better with the flute, as you can hear. There's children. Um, it's uh, it's nice. This is your brother's ceremony. Don't fidget now. We named this child for a dear friend who died a year ago. But now his memory will live on in his namesake. We name you Bataille. In his honor. And he's starting out in the warmth of friends. Thank you. Please help yourselves to some to eat. Oh, 
Congratulations, Kevin. Thank you. I think one of the interesting and ironic things about this is Picard, who's, you know, from the Enterprise, the Federation, very high tech situation, is now so happy in this very simple life that he's got. An agricultural community, not much technology, uh, but he's happy. Tromping through the hills with you all day, digging up those soil samples you insist upon collecting. Now she's her father's daughter. I always believed that I didn't need children to complete my life. Now I couldn't imagine life without them. Cayman, what is it? Get the doctor. Hurry. His respiratory system's in spasm. Pulse is irregular and weakening. Losing him. Getting massive somatophysical physical failure. Two cc selectivine. This is when they're trying to cut the cut the cord on the get probe. That back. There's severe fluctuations in the isocortex. Synaptic responses are failing. Begin full cardiac induction. Blood pressure is dropping rapidly. 70 over 20. Data, you've got to re-establish that beam. I am attempting to do so, Doctor. Losing response in the isocortex. Cortical stimulators. Start at 10%. The beam is fully restored, Doctor. Blood pressure up to 90 over 40. And rising. Isocortical functions are stabilizing. Vital signs are approaching normal. I wondered a little bit about this episode of why they, they leave Picard laying on the bridge. I know it's only been a few minutes for them, but why they didn't take him down to sick bay or whatever. It's, I don't really see a good reason for that. But What has the scientist been up to today? Analyzing soil samples. There isn't any anaerobic bacteria. The soil is dead. Now, again, we're in the future, maybe just five, well, more than five, probably about ten years have, have gone by. I have log that go back ten years. You have data preceding that for 15 years. You've reached the same conclusion I know you have. I haven't reached any conclusion. A good scientist doesn't function by conjecture. A good scientist functions by hypothesizing and then proving or disproving that hypothesis. That's what I did. Hey, why don't you spend more time with that young man, Danik? You are changing the subject. No, I'm not. Just hypothesizing that he's in love with you. You've taught me to pursue the truth, no matter how painful it is. It's too late to back off now. This planet is dying. Perhaps I should have filled your head with trivial concerns, games and toys and clothes. I don't think you mean that. No, I don't. Yeah, she's definitely uh, Picard's daughter. Saddens me to see you burdened with the knowledge of things you can't change. Father, I think I should marry Danik sooner rather than later. Don't you? Seize the time, Maribor. Live now. Make now always the most precious time. Now will never come again. That's some you, pretty good advice. His vital signs are holding. They've been stable ever since the beam was restored. Commander Riker, we've started to receive telemetry from the probe we launched. Go ahead. We've charted the alien probe's radiation trail for over one light year. Any way to extrapolate an origin? Looks like a star system in the Solarian sector. Catan. Never heard of it. David? It is an unmapped system of six planets, sir. Any of them inhabited? Not any longer, sir. The star went nova. All life in this system was destroyed approximately 1,000 years ago. Now, how would the name Catan be in the Federation records? If that's the name they gave it uh, on the planet, uh, that's a, that's a little inconsistency maybe there, but it, it's accepted, I guess. 
I guess you could theorize that what Picard is getting from the probe no, is is, is the Federation's name that's for the system, and that's what they're feeding to his mind. You know, I've been looking through this thing on and off for over 30 years. Again, there are... Uh, and I still don't see what you and Maribor find so fascinating. In the future, and Picard's Fine. older, he's looking through his handmade telescope. sit down and have a rest as you're supposed to. Oh, you treat me like some frail flower. People have surgery all the time. Hmm. He loves playing. He's quite good at it, don't you think? Well, he loves doing a lot of things. Last week, all he wanted to do was be a botanist. The week before that, a sculptor. They're talking about uh, Vitai, focus uh, in his, life. his son that he's had. And the, I think he has. The interesting thing in this episode is they use P- Patrick Stewart's real-life son. I think his name, yeah, Daniel is his first him. name. Daniel Stewart to play uh, his son in this episode. Vitai? It's interesting, too, because uh, Patrick Stewart's son is, is so much uh, taller. I get the feeling from your mother that you have something to tell me. Yes. I was waiting for the right moment, but that will never come. I'm leaving school. Leaving school? No, you're not. I want to concentrate on my music. That's what I care about. Well, last year all you cared about was mathematics. The year before that, botany. Now, through it all, there was my music. I think you know that, Father. This is the life I want. Well, we'll, um... We'll discuss it. Thank you, Father. Mm-hmm. Typical father-son struggles. Even after all these years, you still have the ability to surprise me. If music is what he wants. Why should I stand in his way? Anyway... Who knows how much time you'll have to follow any dream. Are you still planning to talk to the administrator tomorrow? Mm-hmm. The possibility he'll dismiss me from the council. Unless, of course, you keep quiet. The evidence is too pronounced. I can't stay silent. You could see by, you know... Com- Picard completely has accepted his life by this point, and but he's very concerned about these people, Heyman, the society. What do you hope to accomplish? What's going on there? Spreading rumors that the planet is doomed. There could be chaos. The facts are here. At least show them to someone who will recognize what they mean. I won't be a party to your making trouble. Well, then, if you won't take them, I most certainly will. Your observations, your findings. Our scientists reached those same conclusions two years ago. Well, what did you expect us to do? Make it public? Can you imagine the effect? But surely the technology must exist to save something of this world. Perhaps... Perhaps some people could be evacuated. Evacuated where? Our technology is limited... We're just beginning to launch small missiles. A collection of genetic samples, then. Something. Anything. You, you simply cannot let this civilization die. Enough. Interesting here. Picard is actually pushing them to do there is a and launch the probe. That actually I is the thing that affects him. more than that. Father. What is it? It's Mother. Hurry. I go to any lengths to get your attention. You always did have a flair for the dramatic. Doctor, thank you. But Ty, 
Leave us alone for a moment. I... I need to talk to my husband. Did you show the administrator your evidence? I didn't have to. They already knew. So, he won't throw you off the council? No. Good. Remember. Put your shoes away. I promise. Future even further. Children are certainly making a lot of noise in here. Would you ever think you'd see uh, Captain Picard chasing his grandchild around on the floor? How about you, young man? Do you wear your skin protector outdoors? You do? Come on. Happy day, everybody. It's time to go see the launching. What launching? What's he talking about? Sending up a missile, Father. We are going to watch it. Well, I'm not going anywhere to watch anything. Come on, Kimmy. Hurry up now. Let's go see the launching. Breaks my heart to look at him. Who? My grandson. Breaks my heart. He deserves a rich, full life, and he's not going to get one. Please come, Father. I didn't I hear anything about a launching. <laughs> Again, this uh, the lighting in this episode everyone know about this except is, just, me? is just great. They they're all wearing hats and outside right. here, and you'd really think it's outside. They've got wind. Uh, you go off with the others. It's, it's really well done. Hold on to my grandson. Watch the damn thing go up for all the good it'll do. What is it they're launching? You know about it, Father. You've already seen it. Seen it? What are you talking about? I haven't seen any missile. Yes, you have, old friend. Don't you remember? This is the uh, sort of payoff for the whole episode here. You saw it just before you came here. We hoped our probe would encounter someone in the future. Someone who could be a teacher. Someone who could tell the others about us. Oh, it's me. The rest of us have been gone a thousand years. If you remember what we were and how we lived, then we'll have found life again. was very instrumental actually and, and the whole thing has sort of gone now full circle 
tell them of us, my darling. Something's happening. The nucleonic beam has ceased, Commander. The probe is shut down. Really, so very, very. It's a warp. Slick idea for really, really well done. Yes, Commander. Please, Captain, don't get up too quickly. Captain. This is the end of our lives. Jean-Luc Picard. Like to run a full diagnostic on you, Doctor Crusher. Really, uh, amazing job by Patrick Stewart. The looks on his face right now are just, just perfect. quarters now it's it's pretty dark in the room I just noticed Picard has a statue of Shakespeare on his shelf uh, like the old Batman TV series that they used uh, to get to the bat pulse Come. <laughs> hello sir feeling better yes yes thank you but I find that I'm, I'm having to rediscover that this is really my home. We were able to open the probe and examine it. Apparently, whatever had locked on to you must have been self-terminating. It isn't functioning any longer. We found this inside. Small box uh, that uh, Riker's handing Captain Picard, which is going to contain the flute that he was learning to play throughout his experience uh, when he was connected to the uh, probe. I mean, just think about having another lifetime uh, of memories stuck in your head like that. Uh, it's sort of a blessing and a curse both together, I think, for Picard especially, especially since the these memories are, are things that he, he, he probably could never have and maybe he kind of secretly has longed for a little bit. So there you've got uh, the episode The Inner Light from uh, Star Trek's The Next Generation's fifth season. Uh, a real showcase for Patrick Stewart as Jean-Luc Picard. And just really a wonderful episode. I think it's uh, just just really amazing to, to think about what 
what you'd go through if, you know, in 20 minutes or whatever, you had a whole set of lifetime or of experiences kind of that you know he has those in his memories now. I mean, eventually, I suppose they'll fade to some degree, but, you know, it gave him an opportunity to have a family, to have a life very different from from the Enterprise. So I'm going to take a little quick break and I'll be right back. Hey, everyone, this is Scott Johnson from the Extra Life Radio Show. You're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi with my friend Rico. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed this, uh, you know, full episode commentary style again, where I looked at the Next Generation episode, The Inner Light. I think this is kind of fun to do it this way. It also, uh, you know, gives you a chance to to hear the episode a little bit. And and I think I may have mentioned this last week with Balance of Terror. You know, you could always, if you felt like it, play this commentary and watch the episode at the same time if you have a DVD or a copy of it. it's a it's a pretty nice way to do it. it. It does make the podcast a little longer, but I but I hope it's enjoyable still. That episode for the inner light was a, was a little trickier to do than Balance of Terror just because there were a lot of quiet moments and and things going on in it. But I really really uh, think Patrick Stewart did a great job with it. The makeup and and everything that they did really uh, really well done and uh, definitely one of the top for me at least next generation episodes. Let's uh, shift gears a little bit. I, the only thing collectible-wise I really wanted to mention this week is is a couple little things. Uh, for those who are in the area or can do it, uh, there is the San Diego Comic-Con coming up uh, in a couple of weeks out in San Diego, uh, California. The weekend, I think I get back from Taiwan, actually, and one of the uh, regular uh, contributors to the show, uh, Kenny, is going to be going there. He's on the forums, and I know probably a few other people who are going to be going. I'm not going to be able to do it, uh, both because of my business trip and other other reasons, but I am going to try to still make it to a Trek Con this year. I was toying with the idea there's one in August in, in Las Vegas. Not sure that's going to work out, but there also is one in Chicago over Labor Day weekend, which which I'm kind of shooting to go to possibly now. But the only the collectible thing specifically that I wanted to talk about briefly this week, and there's pictures in the collector's gallery already up of this, and I thought it's sort of along the lines of the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I talked about the on the Wednesday show the, the Flintlock replica that I got just recently, uh, Jack Sparrow's uh, gun from the Pirates movies. I also, uh, these came out a few years ago. Master Replicas also put out some Pirates of the Caribbean replica gold coins that were seen and pretty important in the first Pirates movie, and I have those also. They came out with a couple different versions of them, one with a chain, one without and in little collector boxes, I made a little a little display actually to show a couple of the coins with a picture from the or a poster uh, copy of the poster from the first movie. And I will link that, of course, in the podcast notes, and you can take a look there at those. Uh, they're pretty nice. And the nice thing about those little gold coins that they made, again, those are very inexpensive to me replicas. You can get them for like twenty five, thirty dollars, not bad at all, and a nice little item for the Pirates of the Caribbean fans out there. And I think that's just about going to do it for this week uh, for the podcast, Treks in Sci-Fi. Hope everyone's enjoyed uh, this week's show. I, I really had a good time doing it and, and seeing that episode, The Inner Light, again and talking about it with everyone. Again, uh, obviously, uh, like I said earlier in the show, the uh, next time you might hear from me, we'll be uh, sitting in a hotel room in Taiwan, perhaps. So that's kind of, uh, well, it's going to be an experience. I, I plan on trying to take a lot of photographs. I'll, I'll be posting them up on the, on the website and in, in the uh, probably end up posting them either on my Flickr account or the I've also got a, a blog there. Take a look at the blog, and I may make some entries o- over my trip. So take a look at that. Again, the website, TreksInSciFi or TrekSF.com. And uh, if you want to email me, comment on the show or anything in, in particular, TrekSF at gmail.com. The voicemail line for the show, 206-88-TREKS. Send me some comments, and they'll probably make it in a future show. Until I uh, return from Taiwan or until I make some mini-casts from over there, everyone have a good time for the for this uh, next couple of weeks. And don't worry, I will be back, even if you don't hear from me uh, as regular as you have in the uh, last several months. So I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye, everyone.
This has been a Rick Dusty production. This podcast, copyright 2006, all rights reserved.